0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get Thinking Podcast. I'm your host Chris McGee, and today I have a very special guest: who's Warren Leggett, the owner of Warren's Removals and Storage. For many of you that do follow me or listen to this podcast, you'll know that I'm in the removals and storage business, or maybe you do, don't know I'm the owner of a company called crisscross Cross Removals. And this is the first time that I've had someone industry specific on the podcast. So really exciting episode, Warren and myself talk about our backgrounds, we talk about our stories, we talk about how we started a business with no money, how we got our names out there, Um, really interesting podcast, Not not just for people who are in the removals and storage business, but for anybody who wants to start a business with no money and how to be resourceful, how to get your name out there and how to build relationships with people that can really help you out and help elevate your business. So yeah, really, really good, good one today. I'm really looking forward to it, or I was really looking forward to it. It was recorded a few days ago during lockdown. Um, So yeah, and if anybody likes this podcast, feel free to leave me a rating or subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And if anybody wants me to have a guest on or reach out to somebody that they feel will bring them a lot of value, drop me an email at chris at com um so yeah thank you very much and i will speak to you all very soon enjoy the episode
1: podcast is about to begin
0: hi this is chris mcgee and you are listening to the get thinking podcast hello warren how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you very much for coming on. I've actually like I said just before off camera, I really wanted to get somebody on who was interested specific because I know quite a few I'm sure you have quite a few removals guys following you, so I think this would be
1: for anybody coming on. Yeah. So no, then, thank I'm, you for, Yeah, sorry, well Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. No problem. So
0: I like I said before, we're gonna start with a joke. Uh, just I'm just trying something new. I don't know if it's gonna work. But for any listener, um, head us up with your best joke,
1: just to get a bit of it. I was walking down the street and some guy threw a block of cheese at my head. How dare he? Oh.
2: Let's
0: see. People said I'd never get over mad sessions with Phil Collins, but take a look at me now. <laughs> So, do you get that
1: on like Instagram
0: I get, I get, yeah dad
2: jokes
1: <laughs> I, I, I love that I love that yeah. you get it as well I, no, I don't really know any dad jokes to be fair
0: it's, a, it's an Instagram page called dad jokes I love that Is absolute gems so, I so like I say, thank you very much for coming on why don't you take the floor, I know I've talked a lot, but why don't you take the floor for uh, three to five minutes, just tell us who you are, um, a bit about your background and uh, your company, and tell us what it's all
1: about. Yeah, so I'm Warren, I'm 34, started the company when I was 28, so I'm into the, my, my sixth year now. I used to work for a guy called John, he, um, he has a haulage company, uh-huh. and he used to do like a bit like DPD, but what it was, it was for like nursing homes, so like delivering nutrition food for old people and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a relaxed business, so I could use the van if I needed to, if I had something to pick up, um, I could always use it. But a lot of my mates started to cotton on to that kind of stuff, so they're asking me if I could pick up a sofa or pick up um, a fridge or I'll buy you a pint, you know, that kind of drill. hmm and that was happening probably once every weekend. So I, I sat down with my boss and I said, "Would you mind if I started to hire out your van? You know, however much you wanted. Your, your your van doesn't work on the weekend, so you know, if you don't mind." And he was all up for that because you know, if he could earn a bit a bit of extra money, he would. Mm-hmm. So we started it like that, and then after a couple of weeks, I I got a call and um, somebody wanted a quote, and I. I proper froze on the phone. I was like, I don't even know if I can do this because, you know, I don't know anything about removals. I've only ever moved my mates' sofas. Yeah. So I panicked and I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do it. The job sounds too big for me. So back to the drawing board, I started to go do do a little bit more jobs for my friends and family, et cetera. And then all of a sudden I started to get a bit more confident with it. So I went back. Made myself some horrible little flyers, promoted it more on Facebook, and then I, I, I managed to get like a, a few calls and a few customers, and I went in. I'd just go in and I'd act all confident, pretending I knew what I was doing, pretending I had like ten bands behind yeah. me, but I yeah. never had any. Yeah, and that's just how it. That's just how it started, really. So one job led to another job, and I was always undercharging. I just wanted the jobs, really. I just wanted to work for myself and, and mm-hmm. yeah. Good reviews and meet new people. That that's what I was craving. I, I'd never ever craved the money, not once. I always just wanted to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Just wanted good feedback and people to speak highly of me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And do you, like in that
0: in that first stage, I think I heard uh, in a video you talking about. Did you charge your first job like a hundred and twenty quid, and you give your mate yeah, in your boss thing? Is
1: that right? Or yeah, no? yeah.
0: Did you make yeah, so
1: it? I, I made a tenner on that that job. <laughs> it was a good ten-hour day as well. Hard slog,
0: hard, hard craft. We, I done the exact same thing. Yeah. My first, my, my first job, I uh, actually asked to, to do clearance. Yeah, and what happened was it was it was just like just uh, like a few things in the back garden, and me and my friends went out, and it actually was a two bar loads of so we just ended up shoveling all this soil and my in there. And I got charged with 50 quid and I had to get in there for like four hours work. And he was just sitting up, top, covered in muck. <laughs> the but it, it's, fun. it's funny looking back, the same guy still worked for me.
1: It's, it's just good looking back at those like, little stories and thinking, Jesus, how did I do that? Yeah, but you become like, you become family, don't you? When you start the company, you get like little like uh, mates who help you, but then they become part of the company, like part of the family. So mm-hmm. I suppose you've got guys like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so how is your business evolved from from day one, from your very first move uh, up until right now? Um, so, when I first started I didn't own a van, I was just hiring out a van. That lasted about 12 months, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Can't quite remember, but I bought my first van, which coincidentally was the van that I was hiring, so that is the van that I taught myself with. Yeah. So I started like I went by myself basically. So the first twelve months, I was doing it on the weekend and still had a full time job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went by myself and then I started to realise actually I was always hiring out vans. So I had my own van and I was hiring out more vans. So I realised quite soon that actually one van just isn't enough for removals. Not where I wanted to be anyway. There's man in a van jobs, that, but that just was never for me. Yeah, I just always wanted to do the bigger houses. So that's when I took the plunge and then I got um, another van on finance, which <laughs> was a brand new van. I got a good deal on it. It's like 15,000 plus VAT, so 18,000. Mm-hmm. And that is when it really started to elevate for me. So I had three members of staff at this point. Um, and that's when it, uh, my clientele base started to like, expand. So like different customers, bigger houses, estate agents started getting in touch. Two vans is when it really hit home that this is what I want to do forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as where it evolves. Because I'm still in it now. I'm in it every single day. It's like a whirlwind, so I kind of have to track back to myself. Um, but now we've got like fifteen, sixteen staff, and we've got ten bands in total. We've got a warehouse. So it's it quite um,
0: exponential for you. For you, wasn't it? Was like all of a sudden it was one or two bands, and the next thing it just went ten for a period of a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I basically bought two vans each year. That's what I'm averaging at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and I've only done that really to try and keep my tax down. So whenever I build up a revenue, i slam it on a van. That's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, not the biggest believer of finance. So if I do get finance, I pay it off as, as fast as I possibly can. So for instance, we're in this coronavirus, app, the coronavirus outbreak and um, you know, I know that all of my vans are there and I've only got finance on one of them out of 10, so I'm quite happy with that. So I'm not worried too much about them just sat there for a few months.
0: Yeah, do you know what, I, I feel exactly the same. And the, first, the first three years we were there, like, uh, like we, were, I was, we were making money, but it was like, you know, man with a van, like cash job, and I was like thought I was making money, but when you don't actually know the numbers of your business, you're actually not making that much.
2: So
0: no. I've actually scaled back my own personal income to reinvest in the business and keep on more staff because yeah. I, I'm exactly the same. I want to build, every time I get to build up a revenue, I buy equipment, I buy something, or I'll invest in something. And it, it, I think, especially in the first five years, it's, it's so important. Yeah. Um, oh, and But um, like, today, now, now you're not over leveraged when all this has happened. And now what, sorry? You're you're not over leveraged, as in you don't have yeah, and finance payments go like you you don't have yeah. finance payments go like you own all your assets. And now you, yeah,
1: kind of ride the storm. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've only got the one, which is my brand new van. I've only had it a few months, and I've I've already I called them this morning actually, and I took out like a three month payment holiday, so that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah, I've got all these members of staff that are about to go on to furlough, so I've been trying to learn all of that at the moment. I yeah. don't know if you've heard about that.
0: Yeah, my, my guys are on it. Um, we, we've, we've, we've arranged something with my accountant. Um, yeah. the, way, the, way I, the way I run my team I actually, because I work as, a, as a, a coach as well on the side of this. So yeah. I have that, that business and then the, the crisscross cross business, so... I'm, I'm okay either way, and then we do a bit of work on the property as well, so the way I've got my thing structured, I'm quite okay, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm still, I'm still, obviously we're still trying to get the drift with everything, it's still a big change, and I'm just going to stay on top of it. So, um, how many, have you got booking still going on next week, or well, this week, sorry? Yeah, this, this week we're finished, so the, re- the only reason I'm doing this one was because this girl really needs to get over, I just a cousin of a friend of mine who needs to come back for the NHS. Right. Otherwise, I would have just cancelled it. But because we were to London to bring her back, I thought maybe might will be this girl as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Aside from that, we're we're,
1: we're finished for the moment. That's good. That's good. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, actually. Since I've actually closed my doors, I've had so many phone calls and I'm not the person that says no to anything. And it's absolutely killed me saying no to so many people. Especially when the phone you up and like we talked about off camera,
0: like moving houses like it's one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And yeah, so many people don't really know why I do it. But see the, the the testimonial you get from an actual customer who's had a great experience from yeah. there from seeing them at the start of the day and then seeing them at the end of the day is like it's it's again there's fulfillment there for me. Yeah. It's not always about, you know, how can we squeeze? money out of people like,
1: creative stress free movement
2: experience
1: which is what what i promise everybody that we're going to yeah that's um the, the more i've grew as a company the less i meet my customers that is the one thing that i've really like struggled with to be honest because i started my company by I, I fall in love with people's stories so i could sit with somebody and i could spend a whole day with them and i'd love to hear about how they got to where they are and what they do as a job and their family and I'm, I'm the kind of person that would sit on the sofa and look for a photo album with my customers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the,
1: the bigger I've grew, the less I meet my customers now. I know it sounds strange, but I've got a guy, for instance, when we get a call, so that goes through to the office, Esther would take that phone call. Yeah. Esther would book in the quotes. Luke goes and does my quotes. Luke would come back and send the figures, etc., to Esther. Esther will speak to the customer, and then the date will get booked, and the guys will go out. Yeah. So, I'm I'm probably meeting twenty percent of my customers now. So that was a hard transition for me. So, do you, do you still work on the van, or are you completely off the van now? If I'm working on the vans, it's because somebody's ill, or we're super busy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good. i Hi. So see- I enjoy it. I, like
0: I, the, the, I always have like. Cause on one hand I'm I play and then on the other hand I'm on the van, so you can only do yeah. one or the other. Um, yeah. But I love. I I mean, if, if well, once we, we were actually about to sign up a premises there not long ago, I'm glad we didn't because I wanted to make sure I had a build up capital. Yeah. Which which we did. I didn't have one I didn't have. So I ended up buying another van instead. Yeah, I love school I not the
1: moves, but I
2: only i have to the phone.
1: Really? Yeah. No, I love the moves. I absolutely love it. I really do. However, when I do a move now, my mind isn't fully in it like it used to be because yeah. my phone is constantly going off. Or... That, that, that's how I feel now as well. Yeah, and I, I, I can, I look stressed as well. You know when I'm in, in front of a customer and I've got lots going on on my phone and staffing issues or whatever's going on you know it, it shows in yeah. me I can't hide it very well because I'm so my heart is on my sleeve
0: yeah I'm the same it's you, you, you when you're there you want to be there when we done yeah. a couple of moves last Friday for people who were having trouble with um, I had staff who couldn't work because of their their high risk families and stuff yeah. so I was out and we had two big moves on, but we worked from like 11 in the morning to 11 at night, and really? like four or five yeah, o'clock, like it was three of us.
1: Yeah.
0: I just remember, it was just, you know, there was people following me, people ringing me, people texting me, and yeah. I just felt the whole energy just drain, and I was like, yeah. I was walking around the house, trying to be useful, but it couldn't be useful
1: because your head's just not there. Yeah. So, I right, had, um. carry on, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I just remember the time then, it was about two months ago or something, it was a humongous move, one of our biggest moves, and I was driving there, and I was in a real good mood, and I was thinking, I'm on the vans today, and everything's cool, it's, it's, everything's great. I'm the crack for the, the boys as well. Yeah, I was, I was buzzing for it. And I got about two minutes away from the address, and I got a phone call from another job which I had, which was going to, like, Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. And it was, it just got a puncture in the middle, in the... Fast lane of a dual carriageway,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he thought that the van was overweight and the police were on their way. So he'd already, before he'd called me, he'd called the AA, and the AA had found out where he was. and They said, You're in a high risk area, so we're sending the police out. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I turned up to that job, which I was really buzzing about. I was so nervous, I was so stressed because obviously, you know what it's like in our industry you never really know if you're underweight or overweight yeah yeah so i was just really really worried yeah but so, go ahead? it turned out like it always does everything just irons out nicely everything was fine the police got there pulled him to one side where they, they basically let him drive onto the hard shoulder and the aa come about an hour later fixed the front he he's on his way <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's no need for the stress sometimes is there uh... no not at all no oh. Tell me about what
0: what what is your view on the removals
1: industry as a whole? Um, I, I need to kind of say it without upsetting people, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I feel like at least fifty percent of the industry looks tired. It looks like it needs a revamp. It looks, mm-hmm. you know, like it like it's lacking something i feel like there's a lot of old timers and they're still old timers they haven't progressed with the times yeah so so there's people like me you i've got other removal friends that are similar to us um and they're bringing the energy so you know i'm looking at it and i'm like you know you you guys have been going for so long but you're not really like i don't gravitate anywhere near you Mm -hmm. i gravitate towards us you there, sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so, so that, so yeah, basically, so I feel like there's a whole fresh breeze of energy coming in, and, and these guys up here are just lacking it, and I feel like also, these guys up here don't support us as much as we need it, in fact, they actually go against us most of the time. Well, I, I, yeah, agreed, 100%. <laughs>
0: The thing that I'm seeing now is, you know, there's people, there's not many people our age wanting to get into the removal industry because no. it's a local service, right? So, yeah. those people, you know, you're you're 34, I'm 30, nearly 29. <clears throat> so, I just, i seen an opportunity for local local services. I didn't want to be an online business. I didn't want to be the kind of entrepreneur that yeah. was building an online business and just wouldn't be dealing with people. It's not who I am, it's not in my nature. Yeah. My, my thoughts is, there's a huge opportunity for people like us to come in yeah. and develop something great in local services because there's guys up here who are refusing to do the times, refusing to do online marketing, refusing yeah. to get value to their customers, or extra value. And then yeah. the other side of it is people are starting online businesses, social media marketing, which is fantastic. You know, yeah. But eventually that's going to become oversaturated as well. And there's nobody wants to get down and, and do you a bit of hard work and get no. an industry where there there's opportunity for it to have a great local
1: service. Is yeah. Amazing. Definitely. I like it. We're very similar. Yeah. And definitely
0: it's a it's a scalable business. I mean you can't be you can still People say you know removals, mom's and is not scalable in terms of global reach, but you don't have to have a global reach to have a, a, a great business. You can just no. and just do yeah. it really well. Definitely, um, so that's the reason I chose it, even though it didn't start out like that. But that's that's why I, that's why I fell in love with the process. Of, of the, the process of building this business. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the only thing that I knew how to do at 26 years of age when I started was number one speak to customers and number two work hard physically.
2: So yeah. yeah.
0: A natural fit. But yeah, as I've grown and progressed, I've just seen opportunities, I see people in the industry. Um and there's there's people I'm friends with in the industry as well. But there's other people yeah. who are just like they're just fed up and because of nobody stepping on their toes or nobody you know, because of all the people coming through right now are going online.
1: Yeah. They yeah. they're getting lazy and they're getting complacent. Definitely, hundred percent. So I've got some, I've got some good friends that um I'd consider. uh, a, a, have you ever heard of Dream Team Removals or Comprehensive Removals? No. They're two guys. They're both they're both in a similar area. They're like Romford, Essex way. Okay. And they've they've been following me on our Instagram and we'd been uh, sending messages to and fro for about a year and then the one guy said oh, let's create a whatsapp group so it's me dream team and comprehensive in a whatsapp group we'll add you to it actually yeah i'll be too yeah it. Yeah. yeah and um we just become really great mates you know we encourage each other we give each other tips uh, we do zoom meetings like this and
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just brilliant to be honest i really i find it really valuable making friends in the industry so you need, you, need the, you need the support. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Because, uh, yeah it's good to have support. Because to be honest, you don't like to bring it home to your missus. You know, you don't really like to speak about removals to, you know, you, you don't want to bring it back to the family. So it's nice to have somebody that you can vent to and somebody who understands as a business owner. That's yeah. what I find. That's what I find great.
0: Yeah. So, that, what what are the biggest challenges that you have seen when you're scaling our removal business, our gear removals business, specifically?
1: Uh, biggest challenges, I would say, staff. Yeah. Staff reliability. Because I'm quite OCD. So, when I say I'm OCD, when I when I try and find a staff member, I, I don't believe in a trial shift because anybody is a superstar in one day. Mm-hmm. So I have to. I have to make sure that they have at least five days, whether they're five days in a row or one weekend here, one weekend there. Uh, you know, I think I figure you you learn somebody after a good week. You know, that's when their true colours start to come out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, you're always gonna get these like bad apples. I've got got one guy who and he won't mind me saying this because I say it to him anyway.
2: He's a nightmare.
1: <laughs> He is a nightmare, but he's unbelievable. He's the best removal man I've ever come across, ever. But he sometimes just doesn't show up. You know, he just don't answer his phone and he just doesn't come in. You know, he has these like AWOL days. And I, and it's one of him, wring his neck sometimes, but I love him, he's one of those kind of characters.
0: Yeah, I've got one of those myself. <laughs> Have you? <yeah. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, a, there, there's usually alcohol, it's bought the night before, yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. but he's it, 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 one of the people that just brings energy, Like he's phenomenal, he's so funny, right? yeah. when, when you're doing stuff like everybody's in the night, laughing, so he's really yeah. radical on one hand, but on the other hand he's just like, you know, sometimes he'd show up hungover, or, you know, he'd be late, or, and... Yeah. <laughs> It's tough, it's tough getting the staff. What, what, so what is it you look for in, in people? Just in case I any questions that might not work for you.
1: In staff, sorry. Yeah. I feel like they need um, an image. I like image. I like someone who looks fresh, who looks good, who can wear a, a woman's stuff nicely, you know, somebody who doesn't look like they've just been dragged out of bed. Image is big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Personality, hard work, you know I feel like you it, you probably come across these guys you know when you first meet them and a friend of a friend and they come in you know, I can, I can almost tell in the first hour if they're a good removal man mm-hmm. you know some people you know, slouch around or they need babysitting, but other people just know you know. We know that all of that stuff has got to get onto that van, so don't stand next to me asking me what you want me to do next. You know, let's just get it on, bring it to me. I'll, I'll guide you, but I don't necessarily need to babysit you. So yeah. those kind of things. It's, I, it's difficult to say a, a particular type because you know everyone's different. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I, I sort of look the specific personality thing I look for in people. And, you know, you can kind of teach anybody removals yeah guide someone through the process and i find it difficult to train staff now because i'm busy and yeah i definitely wouldn't take a new person out of just me if i was doing a two-man job
1: no no
0: Uh, but you can teach anybody removals but it's like you know having a friendly smile having a good uh, personality having a good image being sort of clean cut well presented um, and yeah. being with the customers, just having a naturally good energy. Those are things that I don't want to have to so well.
1: teach people.
0: No, of course. But then on the other side of it, obviously, they have to do the job as well, or at least have a willingness to learn.
1: Yeah.
0: A a week or a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same.
0: So, what do you find yourself doing now in, in, in the
1: business? Like, what was your main role? My main role now is I I oversee the company, so I manage all of the staff. Um, I'm also looking at different angles, different ways to create more business. I I find it quite easy to get meetings with people. So if if I want a meeting with an agent, I've normally got a reputation. You know, it's easy to set one up. So I like to do stuff like that. But it's strange with me because I feel like I'm I don't do anything physically but I'm busy all day it's just it's just running a company with like 15 16 people I suppose I'm just a man manager at the moment yeah and you've got you've got guys who are managing the moves yeah yeah so I've got tiers my company's got tiers so I've got me at the top and then I've got Luke just below me as a general manager and then I've got five team leaders yeah so like the stress kind of gets filtered down, and then I've got the team leaders who are great, so all of them are brilliant, and then they lead each job. So I normally do four moves a day. Right, okay. Jesus, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's a big operation. Yeah, it's good.
0: And yeah. how, how did you get that structure set up within your business? Was there something in particular? Because I know for myself, before I had structure, and we, we only, we're still a lot smaller than you, but I knew I had to get the structure before we scale. So how how did you learn that, or what what did you
1: have someone help you, or no? So I feel like the best way to grow is you have to live out of out of your depth, and it's scary. It's a scary world. It's like jumping into the deep end every single day, but that's how I did it. So I'm I'm not good at saying no. So I know that my capability of is probably taking on one move, two two moves a day. You know, but going back a couple of years. But for some reason, I could never turn down that third move. Mm-hmm. So I was always hiring out a van here and getting extra staff in. And, and that's just how I grew. So then I, when I did that, I realized, actually, that wasn't so bad. I could do that again. So yeah. then that kind of just like filtered out to a very normal week, three moves a day every single day. So yeah. now we're like on to four moves a day. So the best advice really is live out of your debt If you can handle it. If your stress level's gonna handle it, do it. If you wanna grow, you've got to. Otherwise, you're just gonna stagnate. You're gonna tell people, now, I'm busy, I'm booked to.
2: Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna know
1: unless you try. I'm I'm exactly the same. I just book
0: it in and I'm sitting there at the start of the week going shit. Yeah. How am I gonna do all this? And then I'm gonna charge first and I'll have to band for the day. I grabbed... It's like going through the phone book. Do you want to help me? I've got a move here. Just you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's... Short term, the, the money's a bit slower because obviously
1: the van makes and stuff like that. that
2: I'm, gonna, I'm like, just
1: going to need to get my charger, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, go ahead. To cut out. So,
0: yeah, I, I think you just need to go for it. I mean... I know people who do farm work, and they, they wouldn't even hire a second van to take on a big job. They wouldn't. No. See, uh, well, I just don't think that they're going to grow. How, uh, how can you grow without taking risks? In fact, sure now, plus you develop relationships with van hire companies, which is uh, you
1: know. yeah, of course, definitely. Sorry about this, mate.
0: Go uh, no, Crack on. Is that <laughs> all right? Yeah, okay. So, um, you mentioned relationships with estate agents. Tell us a little bit about how that's helped you with the growth of your business. Sorry, say that again, Chris. <laughs> you mentioned to me earlier on, and I, this is something that, that I'm currently doing as well. Yeah. I've hired, I've hired a couple of staff, so my time during the day is just a little bit more free. So, I've started meeting estate agents, I've started meeting different people. Um, yeah. For business, so tell me how that has. Tell me how that's impacted your business.
1: I've seen on like the uh, Facebook forums and stuff, and people are really slate the fact that estate agents are a waste of time. But to be honest, they've been so crucial, crucial to my company. So brilliant, to be honest, because what I've always felt is if a, a, a. for instance an estate agent has already built a relationship with their customer yeah so by the time they've sold their house you know they're, in a, they're pretty much friends so then all of a sudden the estate agent recommends us so we're going into a house yeah and we've already almost won the business because they trust the agent so much that you're walking in and it's almost like you've got it without even trying if that makes any sense yeah yeah you, know, you don't need the sale? no although i'm not a salesman anyway i kind of just go in and and do my thing but sometimes you go in and you can say oh karen from nickel and co has recommended you that's all i need do you know what i mean yeah you kind of go in there with like a lot of confidence right away and you've yeah. got a talking point it's not just oh i found you on checker trade or do you know what i mean it's not something like that it's like oh Oh, you know, Karen. Yeah, so do I. Karen's lovely. I moved Karen myself. You know, there's a good talking point, it's a good icebreaker as well at the yeah. start. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I mean, my view is estate agents can be your biggest salespeople if they're commission. If you've got a better commission and you've got a good working relationship. Uh, yeah. I, I never say commission straight away because I don't. You know, when I'm talking with an estate agent, and saying about setting up referrals, and never, and yeah. never leave I come in with it. I remember the angle of right we obviously understand that you're a great you know you're good at what you do and you want to set or service your hands your clients they're very high quality yeah and we we want to help you deliver something exceptional on the end of that so now
2: yeah.
0: and then i say not only is the customer happy with the serve the recommendation they're happy with the service and then also yeah. we're getting a commission on the back end as well so it's a, it's a win it's a win-win i just never yeah it because i think Especially the bigger estate agents are looking to service their clients at a high level, and that's what they're looking for more than money.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, how many agents are you in with? Are you in with any?
0: We're currently in with with two, but they're two yeah. two, two pretty big ones. <laughs> are they? So again, there's just like your your biggest your biggest fans. With them, we 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 actually helped. <laughs> the, the, the first one, I, I we helped her move house, and then the yeah. second one. Uh, we moved his mum, but we also moved the girl out of the house that they were moving into. Oh, and really? All just absolutely get out of the service. So it just, you know, it just goes to show you you could just be one phone call away from from development and growing. Yeah, um,
2: definitely.
1: The, the relationship is more important than the money. Every yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because I um, I've had a few removal men that call me in my years of going and. A lot of them are always really interested in the estate agent part of things, and they say, "How do you get in with this person? You know, what what's the trick?" But there's a lot of tricks. There's not just one trick. There's a lot, you know. You, like you mentioned, then you moved out, with somebody who worked in the office. That that was one of my main ways in at, at the start. Because yeah, if I if I was to get a call from a manager or you know somebody who worked in the office, that would be my my way in. I'd say, okay, I'll do this move, and I will do it for nothing. Nothing whatsoever, you know, I I won't even ask for money for my staff. If you can get me a meeting with your manager. Mm. So, you know, I'll take the hit for that one, but then I can have a whole estate agent recommending me. So all I need to do then is make an impact on the meeting. Yeah. And you're you're also, like, you're you're
0: willing to do it. This is uh, is another thing that you just said that I really like, is that the short term... You're willing to take a loss in short term for a long term gain. Yeah. So many people are willing to do that. So many people are willing to budge on on something as simple as money. I'm like, well, relationship. Two things are more important than money: that's relationships and your time. Those are the Definitely. Far more important than money. So Why yeah. not to take a short term hit? It develops yeah. a sales machine that could actually bring you in business
1: and make yeah. a great relationship at the same time. Well. You hit the nail on the head, there's so much more things more important than money. So if you look at the money side of things, if you look at, say, a move for me and two other guys and a couple of vans, it probably charge probably charge about £600 for. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you scale it right back and you say, I'll do it for free, all you're paying out really is your staff and a bit of fuel. Yeah. So... So you got kind of have to take away that six hundred pound. Like it, it was never yours anyway. You're just paying two hundred pound, two hundred and fifty pound at most for what could be a lifetime of referrals. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to get my phone to balance. Sorry, mate. It's, yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's just uh, it's like a delayed gratification. Um, yeah. I, I know, my, my my view on especially on a on a local business or something you're trying to grow. You you need to have um, delayed gratification. You can't think short term. You need to be thinking three, five, ten year plan. Yeah. not time, I might want to maximize every penny out of each week.
1: One hundred percent.
0: It's 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 just not how I think. I don't think about how much money I'm going to have at the end of the week. I'm about how many vans am I going to have at the end of this year? How how, yeah. how, how am I going to buy all this equipment? And yeah. the thing is It's just not how my brain works. I just don't Honestly, I about money to a certain degree because I need, I need business to make money. But I don't, yeah. in terms of, I don't think in terms of, you know, let's, this person is you know, needing to move on Friday and they're desperate to put a, a premium on it, which a lot of people do. Yeah. I was disgusted at some of the stuff I read on Twitter last Friday night
1: or Saturday night. Did you, have you read anything on
2: Twitter? About,
1: about the removal industry? Yeah. No i just seen, you know, people charge, like, trying to charge double for people. Yeah, yeah, well, I've seen a bit of that, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> how are these guys want to stay in business whenever they get sclaimed?
1: I know. I know. It's, um, I've seen that somebody got quoted, like, £4,000 for a two-bed house move. No way. Yeah. don't think she accepted it, but still, the quote is... <laughs> Not <Yeah>. good.
2: <laughs>
1: Someone's papa tried it on there.
0: Uh, uh, Jesus, definitely. Why, 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 yeah. did you, why did you bother? Why did you bother? Going for, I know you, they, let's they say, for example, to put that job on, the the people are going to talk about that. They, yes. Yeah. really desperate to pay the
1: £4,000. I know, yeah. And then. It's- you, you just can't justify it you can't justify it you know you'd almost feel like a crook accepting that money i would feel awful uh, um
0: but that's the way that's the way it's every every industry is the same yeah there's crooks and there's great people who want to things. yeah definitely um so let's talk about the last so the first Three
1: years, what's oh, your second van after the third year? Yeah, so by the third year, I had three vans. had three vans? Three vans, three yeah. I was still trading for my... So when I first started, I was trading from my kitchen. So the guys that worked for me, I had one, two guys, and they'd come in, we'd have a coffee in the kitchen. And then I, I promoted myself and went into the garage, and I kitted my garage out. My garage was like... It was horrible, to be honest, thinking about it, but it was actually my palace at the time. I loved it. It was amazing okay. I had like a, a crappy little desk there, bought um a fridge, a mini fridge, had the milk in with the kettle, and I felt really professional in fact i i, I gave I did a couple of uh, interviews, thinking back now it's quite poor actually, but I did I did a few interviews and I did it in my kitchen in my conservatory. And I said, I do you want to come and have a look at the offices and stuff? And then I'd go into the garage and I'd open it and the garage door was like on a lean <laughs> and I was really proud of it. It was just thinking back now, I suppose that's what progression is all about, isn't it? But back then I absolutely loved it. Um, and then the one day, I forget, it's probably two and a half years ago now, one of my mates that I used to work with in David Lloyd, I used to be a chef before this. So I, when I was working in, in Horlidge, I was also doing chefing. I had like two two jobs. And, and he rang me, he said, I've just had a PPI claim, you know, I've got 5,000 pounds. He said, I'm quitting David Lloyd, I can't stand it. And I said, he said, I've seen that you're doing quite well in my mood. Well, do you mind if I come and jumped on with you for a bit whilst I'm looking for another job? Yeah. And I said, Yeah, yeah, not a problem, because he's a great guy, he's managerial. He he used to be my manager. And I said to him, I said, You never know, you might actually like it, Luke. You might love it. You might actually stick around. I never thought you would, but you come along. And then he started implicating little things which I lack because I'm a hard I'm like you I'm a real hard worker. Yeah, I'm a likable guy. I go out and meet the customers, but I lack academics, so I don't really know about um time sheets and and calendar systems and emails I'm not very good at spelling you know all that kind of stuff yeah. so he started incorporating a lot of stuff into my company which I started to realize that I lacked uh, something as, as simple as like timesheets, and then he said actually I think we need to start going into payroll you know instead of like having invoicing and I was like self-employed guys and all that he said we need to start employing these people now yeah so he like kind of threw me into a fire pit that i didn't really want to be in but i trusted him uh-huh. so and he grew my company with me to be honest so i'm not going to take all, all the credit because without him i wouldn't be where i am now but you know he's just like a great guy he's, he's, he's really progressed business for me so he's, he's, he's given me time to stand back think about things um buy more vans you know I've just got more time to myself thanks to him so now he does all of my quotes so you know if I'm doing quotes it's because he's got too many quotes on so my my job now is to try and fill his week full of quotes so we're probably doing about 40 50 quotes in a week he's yeah so he's he's normally doing about eight a day something like that yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's back to back quotes driving here, there, and everywhere. I bought him a van, so he's fully yeah. part of the family now. He's like one of my best mates.
2: Oh, but it,
0: so you had someone in to help teach you, like it sounds like he 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 knew a lot about process and operations and that sort of stuff. It's something. Definitely. And have yeah. To visit you to have somebody with it
1: who has the skills you that? Well. Because he was a manager at David Lloyd, they're so structured, they're really strict, and he, he's got all these processes and stuff, and, and he brought, like, so much professionalism into the company. So, for instance, like, about two or three months after we employed everybody, he set a big um, first aid course, training days, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is the last things that I would think about. I know it sounds stupid, but that I'm just so wrapped up into removals that I don't think about that side of things. Yeah. But so he was incorporating all these little gems and you know, now we've got these posters and framed certificates for all the staff doing these courses and it's just, oh are yeah, you in for all that kind of stuff really? Because if it wasn't for him and that break, that break away from David Lloyd and him joining my company, yeah. But then again, you know, he he can't even remember David Lloyd now. He's so wrapped up into to Warren's removals. He you can't remember his life before it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and those are the things that I think about that I want to do. But I think I need
0: somebody like that in my business to help. It's, yeah. It, it it is like especially the thing about uh, that I think about entrepreneur or is that. You get, you can almost get wrapped up in your own, own ego, and not want to admit that you need somebody to help. Yeah, so many are so egotistical; but they're afraid to say, hey, "I'm not the best at that." I'm not the best at that, and they keep on too much, and you spread yourself very thin and become a master of nothing. Yeah, and I think it's really important to have staff that have the skills to react. Like I've got some fantastic removals, man. Now.
2: So yeah, people
0: who are far better than I am, um, yeah, that leaves me to focus on stuff that I need to focus on, um, yeah, marketing and growth and meeting people and folks. So, yeah, it's, it's it's good that you
1: find someone, yeah. And this sounds really strange, but sometimes in certain predicaments, say if we've, we've got a tricky customer or something like that, or emails, um. I'd almost look at him sometimes, like he's my boss, I'd look at him for approval. Would, would you send this, Luke? Would you send this message? or? And he's like, no. Nah. he'd tell me straight, he's like, no, nah, don't send that one, you know, let me do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the other guys, you know, they look up to me, so it doesn't really matter what I say, they listen. But Luke tells me what I need to do sometimes, and I, th- I feel like, you know, that's priceless. So he's almost like, like a CEO, like he's just completely
0: like, yeah. processed and, and almost systemized the business for you, yeah. which yeah. is great, because it's a very difficult thing to do, especially for people, you know, because every job's is different, and every customer's different, and to have processes and systems, you can have things at the start of the day and the end of the day, but for that so day-to-day movement work, it's so yeah. difficult, it's very difficult to do. Yeah, need yeah. good people in who know the room, so you don't have to tell them how to wrap no. a chair or how to wrap a sofa. They just know. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell them how to, you know, how you want the van checked, or how you how to do these
1: things, and all this all yeah. the simple cool stuff. Yeah. But, so Luke brought in like um, van checks. You know, simple little van checks, which I probably wouldn't have thought on before, but. All the staff in the mornings have to do their van checks and make sure that they're, they're fueled and handing in receipts and signing in. We've got this like signing in app now, which you scan your phone. So when they get to the unit, they scan in, so they logs in what time they started and when it gets back. Nice. It just brings it. It just brings out these like new things all the time, and they're always like really fresh. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what what system are you using? The manage manager booking? Have you got to, like. How, how are you, managing them? So, we've created our own. So I know there's a lot, there's a lot out there, like removals manager or whatever. Um, That's what I'm using at the moment Yeah. So those two guys that I mentioned before, Dream Team and Comprehensive, they love it. They, they swear by it. And to be honest, if I wasn't so deep into my company, I'd probably be on it. Okay. Because I was actually looking for something like that about three years ago. Yeah. I've kind of catered my own little system using um, numbers on the iPhone, creating our own spreadsheets, our own quote sheets, and then forwarding it on and creating our own um, quote to send to the customer kind of thing. So everything's catered to Warren's removal. So our, our step-by-step is so you know, suited to us, really. So it'd be wrong for us to change now because it's working. Mm-hmm. So, so although that took a long time to sort out it, it's really good. So basically, we we got it on um, on numbers. So the, we walk in. On my phone, Luke uses his iPad. So we fill out the quote sheets. Yeah. We come Thanks. out. We come out. We sit in the van or the car. We work it out. We we forward that on using WhatsApp to Esther in the office. Yeah. Tell her the price. So for a pack move, you know, to tell her all about the move pricing. So, by the time me or Luke have done that, Esther has already sent the quote to the customer. So, by the time we walk out of the customer's house, the customer would have the, the quote in her email within 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like a, a structured system. By the time we get to the next quote, we've sometimes got that booking. Yeah, yeah. People, 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 people like, people accept the like, link in. Yeah. Even, yeah. if, even if your price is slightly higher. Definitely. Plus, if you act fast and you're not laxadaisy with it. I know some companies, I'm not sure about your area, I know some companies around well near me, they post out their quotes, so they don't even use email, they get back and they post it, so people are waiting a couple of days for their quote. Get all the times. There's no way. Yeah.
0: Like, we're, we're, we live in such a fast paced world. Yeah. Yesterday... Yeah, need to have a quote there customer within a couple of hours.
2: It's so critical. Yeah.
1: And see, I'm, if I had somebody come to my house, whether it is a decorator or landscape or whatever, I'm the kind of person. I'm like, how much is it? You know, what? what how much is it going to cost? I really need to know for some reason. You know, I'm I'm like that. So I feel like everyone's like that. So I don't. Say, I know a lot of people want to know the price now, and I say, look, I'm going to work it out. I'll be real quick, and I'll be with you within half an hour. And it, and I'm never wrong because if i promise it they get it yeah yeah
0: so just thinking what what are the top 3 mistakes that you've made over the past let's say let's say the past year the past one year
1: past year
2: um three mistakes
1: I can't even think of one. <laughs> or um, your,
0: big, your biggest mistake
1: to date the business? Uh, okay, so... My, my, I would say this was a big mistake because it was quite financially... Um, it hit us big time financially. So when I moved from my garage to my first unit, my first warehouse, mm-hmm. I kind of like... I went in like... Um, like a rabbit in the headlights, I just loved it. You know, the first one I looked at, I was like, "This is amazing!" Because I was only comparing it to my garage. <laughs> yeah. So I looked at it and I thought, "This is humongous!" Like I can't believe how big it is. I've made it. I felt like Bill Gates. And then by the time I did all the deeds, it cost like eleven hundred pounds a month. Um, we did the transition from a garage to the unit. Yeah. And by the time I parked all my vans inside, they didn't fit. So. For some stupid reason, I never checked it out first, so I never like weighed up how big I needed it. so I tied myself into a two year lease deal with a unit, and it was already too big the day we moved too small the day we moved in. yeah, yeah so that was one of my mistakes I <laughs> was a a a big financial hit. It was a bit, yeah, because it was almost like we were itching to get to the two years Mm
2: -hmm.
1: by the the time we moved into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it was a landlord who was quite fussy, so I was always growing. So in that two years, I bought another four vans, so I didn't stop. Although I I was too big for the unit, I bought another four vans. And they were just everywhere. They were all over the, the farmyard. They were getting in the the landlord's way, he was getting all aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I just felt like I jumped into a place too soon because I was just so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That,
0: that, that's exactly what I nearly got a couple of weeks ago. And is I, it? i seen this place, it wasn't even, it's not even for storage, it's just for an office place close to yeah. and centre. And i seen it and I was like, this is absolutely perfect. I can store equipment here, I can store this, I can store that. And, I'm not saying the numbers weren't did stack up. They just didn't seem. I just didn't seem like I needed it, and I almost signed it. And of course, everything happened. It's just going to take a bit of a hit to finances. So I just thought I was lucky. It, it wasn't. The yeah.
2: End.
0: Oh, that's good. So, what about the coronavirus? How has it impacted you, and your family,
1: and uh, your business? Um. Obviously it was stopped now, doors are shut, all of my staff are off. The bands are stationary. We're not too sure how long that's gonna be for um it's very early, isn't it? So I'm still in the enjoying being at home stage for the first week, so I'm still like getting used to it, I suppose mm-hmm. um what I'm finding pretty difficult with it is at the start of this year, I geared up, and I was like. This is my year. You know, I prepared for it. 2020 to me was my year to shine. I really felt it. And this is just like put a right blockade in front of everything for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was really on the come up. I was like getting great reviews. Everything was coming in. My staffing was perfect. My vans, I've got all system. I had four moves a day. I was picking and choosing my jobs. I wasn't quiet ever. Everything was going great, to be honest, and this has just this is hit me big time. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is, it, is it just the financial thing, or is it just the fact that you can't work and you can't keep going? No, the the financial thing isn't, hasn't hit me too hard at the moment, because obviously the furlough thing, if I can claim it all back, then obviously it's not too bad. But it's more my thought, my mind's running with, Where's the property market gonna end up? Are we gonna be as busy as we were then when it's fixed? Um, I'm. I've got a problem where I don't think positively about things. Sometimes I feel like I look into the future and I feel like I'm a bit negative about the outcome. Okay. I shouldn't be really, but I suppose it. It prepares me a bit more than if I'm always happy about everything. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, of course, we all want to be realistic. So hold on, I'm just going to
0: turn the light on here. Yeah. You know, on one hand, you want to be realistic, but on the other hand... Oh, sorry. You Yeah, go ahead. one hand, you want to be realistic, but on the other hand, you want to... Uh, obviously, prepare for the worst, because you just don't yeah. know where things are going to go. Um, yeah, well... As a business owner, it, it's just... Cause a lot of people aren't going to have a company to come back to. Like no. luckily enough, you've spent a lot of time. I mean, I've done a lot of research on your company uh, over the last couple of weeks. Like you've built up a great reputation, you've got great online reviews. Like it, it might take a couple of months when you open your doors again, but things will bounce back. Uh, yeah. Because the the, the the brand is strong, like in your reputation's strong. It's just yeah. it's just how, how the housing market's gonna go, we'll never know. But you just
1: have to Sort of keep taking action, keep doing what we're doing. I think my main issue in my head and what I think about is my staff because they're like my best mates. You know, all of them. They're not just staff to me. They're they're really good mates, and I'm and I never just think I'm I'm feeding him or I'm feeding her. I always think I'm feeding a household. I'm feeding a family. So I never want to let anybody down. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, it, it terrifies me w- wondering if we're going to get back after this and I'm not going to have enough work and I'm going to have to lay people off and that would really hurt me, that would.
2: Yeah.
0: That, that yeah. I, I've assured my guys that their job's safe. Just, yeah. You know, I have a full-timer and a part-timer um, and a couple of guys that do a bit of work for me, you know, as, as subcontractors. But
2: yeah,
0: I, I've, I've assured them that their jobs are safe. No yeah. what, we're, we're going to find out how to do something. We're going to shoot content. We're going to we're going to figure out a way to make use of the time. Yeah, I just don't I don't see the, the point in wasting it. You know, take a couple of days off, sure. Um, I think you've got a family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take you know, take everybody taking a bit of time off, spent time with their their friends and their loved ones. But I don't yeah. think in a three month lockdown. I think we could do something creative that are going to put it you know put us on the map. Over here, especially. Um, really, De- yeah, definitely. Because, like, like we talked about earlier, there's many people becoming complacent. And yeah. They leave, and why not use the time wisely?
1: Yeah, I feel like this. Although I don't wish it on anybody, I feel like this could knock quite a lot of removal companies for six. They might think I don't really want to bounce back from this. I'm done with it. You know, and you know, I've still got so much energy, so I could power through, and this could be big for me, but. You know, that's my positive side of my brain coming in. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then I think, actually, after this, am I really going to have enough, mo- like, enough work to fill four moves a day? Because that's what I need. I almost need three or four moves every single day for all of my staff to be full-time.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's what I worry about because I've only ever grew. I've never done that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <This> <laughs> is never the, done it. This is the time. I mean, everybody... A lot of people are in a position where, where they are over leveraged. Um, I, I think I specifically kept my business small because I just heard a lot of people talking over the last year, you know, we were definitely due to a recession, we were due something. Um, obviously nobody predicted this, but no. I think a lot of people, you know, when you go out and start a business, you, you and I know starting a business from scratch is not easy. And yeah. using what they call sweat equity, as in using your own money to fund your business and taking a yeah. short-term personal financial hit to keep investing in your business and just keep working, working through. But so many people are out there raising capital and raising finance to fund products and, and services and things. And yeah. they want to leave themselves in a very shitty position.
1: Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, I agree.
0: Like we say, short-term gratification. Um so many people want it tomorrow, so they want to go for outside investment to make it happen tomorrow. I don't think i all yeah. the way sort of five, ten years that it takes to grow something significant. And I think it's going to hurt a lot of people.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I think this is completely different to a, um, to a recession, but obviously it can cause a, a recession. So I, I've got quite a lot of business guys that are, are in, in my family and my wife's dad is a businessman and he gives me a lot of advice. and he's, He was speaking about the 2008 recession and how it impacted him. Because the first thing I thought of during this coronavirus outbreak was, was a recession. And, and if I was going to have to get to a point of selling my vans and coming out of my unit and back into my garage. you know what I mean? And stuff like would you, that.
0: Would you go back if you had to?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd build it again. Or, you know, I've got the vans now, so I'll just adapt. I feel like I can adapt to a different industry if needed or like a, a bit of haulage or, you know, a bit of delivering. You know, I'd utilise my van somewhere, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But you said, you know, in 2008, businesses were being made redundant. There's repossessions everywhere, empty buildings, and it was just horrendous. It was like the worst time to be alive, He said, because it is business. that actually won't crash on that. He said, "But this is like uh, McDonald's, for instance, have shut down. But once this is gone, McDonald's will be reopened. So the economy won't. It shouldn't take too long to pick back up once everything is back up and running." Yeah. So that gave me a little bit of confidence in it. And then I went to, and then I, and then I went to do a quote not so long ago. And this is a guy who's like a, a brainiac with when it comes to politics. And he's like, "No, nah, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it." And, and I walked out of that really confident as well. So, right. But you've got to remember as well, like, I mean,
0: they, like pe- people spend on habits <laughs> on... <often>. People... <laughs> is that your dog?
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Might as well <laughs> sleep. Might mine, might over there. She's positive. <laughs> um, so, I can't even... What was it saying there? I can't remember.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we went from... Oh, so I,
0: yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, people are not going to change their spending habits right. People love to spend money, and yeah, you know, when bars open again, and everybody gets all the self-employed at the start of June, if it all kicks over by then, I of yeah. they're going to be getting some big payouts into their bank account. Yeah, they're going to want to go ahead and spend money in town and go and, and drinking. But yeah, for people like me and you, there could be. Uh, a, a backlog of mortgages being,
2: yeah. you know, delayed
0: so you could get an influx of a lot of work in one
1: row. Yeah. I'm hoping so. You know, when I, at the start of this and I said, um, that I had to cancel 38 moves or something like that and I had to cancel 18 in that one week, well, I would say a 70, between 7 and 80% of those people have said, don't worry, Warren, we will wait that's that we're not going elsewhere we're not going to move in the middle of this so we'll be there on the other side so i'm hoping that i have got a buoyant company to come back to yeah yeah we've got a lot of bit i'm hoping to have a build-up of moves and ever since last week i've done about 10 video quotes which i actually quite like doing actually yeah (laughs) they're quite good
0: yeah i've uh, done a couple myself on facetime Uh, yeah there's (laughs) You know, there's still nothing quite like going and doing an, an on-site survey. It's just not... It, no. It, it, like you say, you get to meet the people. And I think just even taking the time out, because there's a lot of companies now that don't do them. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. I was shocked whenever... I actually remember doing a move not long ago for a girl, and I said to her, I was like, why, why, why did you choose us, just out of curiosity? And she said, of all the companies I
1: phoned you, are the only one that actually came out to, to give us a quote. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. I always ask that question. I'm always so intrigued Why, like, you You'd know, how, how did you hear of us and why did you choose us? I, I love it. I love hearing about, how oh, you moved my neighbours or you moved, you know, my sister and you did a great job. You know, it gives you a real buzz, doesn't it?
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. So where do you see yourself in the next, let's say, five to ten years?
1: Where do you see Warren and Warren's removals? i feel like i can't just keep buying small vans so i have to go HGV soon i feel like i'm just gonna have to do it really so many so many people have um asked me the same question like why aren't you HGV? and to to be honest i'm still not interested now but when you're talking five ten years I, i probably will be there um however that question's really difficult for me because I take every week and every month as it comes. I don't really have any goals. I don't ever think I wanna be here and I wanna be there. And for some reason, I'm not that guy. I'm just happy with where I am and i progress gradually without really thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's not a very good answer for you there, sorry, Chris, but I, I, I would quite like different depots in different cities, to be honest. Yeah as well. That's what I would really like, but I'm not like reaching for that. That's not my like, goal. I just feel like in ten years, I've, there's no reason why I couldn't do that. I couldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, short term, to
0: to get to get uh, our own storage unit. We 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 currently lease storage from other companies. Uh, yeah. At a reduced rate, so margins are small, but it keeps our name in the door uh, so my, over the next three years I would like to get a, a storage place or somewhere where I can put containers yeah Um. the next you know I, I, I definitely want to buy another at least one van before the end of this year we bought one in January I want to buy another one by December uh, yeah we were well on track to doing that before all this hit uh, yeah but we'll just have to push through the summer uh, hire some more staff and yeah just, just keep focusing because like I see myself as more of a marketing and sales person than I do a removals man. Um, yeah. And and that those are where my strengths are. So I would really like to focus on expanding on that. And, yeah. Um just just keep just keep growing growing the crisscross reputation, just doing a good job. I want to buy loads of equipment by the end of this year, you know, covers and things like that. I yeah. want things to be going absolutely one hundred percent perfect and yeah that those, those kind of things because we're still for me we're still getting logistical errors, um, and yeah. you know, not getting timings right and not charging properly and um, yeah largely my fault because sometimes i'm so busy um, you, you know how it is yeah um, yeah so they, they have a bit more of a smooth running operations logistics and um, yeah more consistency with with pricing and things like that and that, that that's where i would see myself short term that would be it but long-term, yeah. you know, lots of on storage, you know, five to yeah. ten months, like yourself on storage.
1: Yeah, storage is fantastic. You know, I always... Margins are never really good on storage, I find, but you win on the job to it and, and from it, so you kind of get two moves per, per one container, so... Yeah. And you know, no, the depot just kind of pays for itself when you're doing this. Yeah. So. Plus, you can... With a storage customer, they're so good to fill in your, your odd day. So if you're like, well, I'm not, I'm fully booked that day, but I could do Wednesday. So you can chuck like, you can fill your week out quite well with storage customers. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've always found really good because, you know, we live in, we work in an end of week, end of month kind of industry, don't we? So the end of the month is manic and the end, the last Friday in the month is ridiculous. You know, you could be a millionaire if you had enough fans. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's, 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 get, it's gathering enough work for the Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do and that's what storage does for me. Lovely. And packing jobs, you know, packing, you could... Sometimes if you're stacked out on a Friday and a Thursday, you can bring a packing job for a Friday job to a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And do, you find, do you find you get a lot of packing jobs? Because we, like, we don't really get an awful lot of them. We're doing one tomorrow, but we're not, we don't get loads of them. It's mostly just yeah. move.
1: We get a lot of packing jobs because we sell it. We sell the packing service, and we don't charge that much. And the reason for that is because we would prefer to do the pack. We know it's right. Yeah. So, plus it's like a feet-up service. If you don't charge too much, for instance, I'll give you my pricing a little bit. If it's a, a two-man packing job... Yeah. And it's an all-day kind of event. I'd probably only charge about 250 quid. Okay. So you're not really earning that much money, but you're preparing that move perfectly. You know full well you're going to turn up into that moving situation and it's done and it's crystal clear and you know how organized it's going to be. In fact, if you do a a packing job, this four-man job here could actually be a three-man.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And you can save a wage, so we sell it. We probably do about 60 70 percent of packing jobs for our moves. So, really, yeah, we're yeah. quite known for
2: it.
0: Interesting, we, uh, we I mean, we, we do provide free packing materials and things like that because, yeah, we don't really need you know, because we'll, we'll have a lot of coverage and stuff uh and we, we we provide free packing materials you know free people up because people don't really use that much of it so i'm like why not just give it for free and give a bit of extra yeah um, and just having it there on the job just makes you look better if you're showing up and stuff isn't packed yeah for for me it's it, we, we do offer it but people most people i find just want to pack themselves um yeah until
1: the day before
0: and then they realize they're not ready
1: to go but what I do, Chris, is and this might help you out if you do want to go down that avenue, is on a quote I say, "Do you want a packing service?" And normally, fifty sixty percent, might say, "No, I'm all right. I'm, I'll do it myself." Mm-hmm. And then I always say, "Well, what I do is I provide you with a quote anywhere, and it'll be itemised. So You'd have the move and the and the pack. So then it's there. So then it's, it entices them almost. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So then they've got that the option." Helpful. I see have that on our system. You do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, interesting. It's it's just one of those things. That could, we're, we're fully booked with moves anyway. So yeah, to get staff in to just to just pack is difficult. But as I say, we're, we're trying to expand operationally, yeah. logistically. Um, yeah. So I suppose it's it's an avenue worth looking down at, but they offer it. But
1: yeah. And the, pa- the, the packing material thing is, is brilliant, you know, if you're um, giving out free packing materials, you've already got the upper hand out of most other companies out there, because, you know, a lot of companies charge for it, but what I do is we've got a system now, so if, if we drop off somebody some packing materials, like a box set, bubble wrap, everything tape, it goes onto our board, and then after the move, we put the move date on the board. And then after the move date, we give them two weeks. And then we know that we've got to call that customer.
2: And we're in the area.
1: We go and collect all the boxes back. So they're always circling. So you don't really spend any money on them if you work it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all we do as well. Just take the boxes back. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. It gives them value and it keeps your costs quite low as well. Yeah. Yeah. So an hour and a half we've been talking. So, really? Um, well, yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> I want to finish off. Apparently, only 15% of people, yeah, uh, listen to the end of a podcast. So what what have you got to say for the 15% of people who actually
1: sat and listened to us talk about removal shit? What have you got to say? To them? Thank you for sticking to the 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 last part of our podcast. Me and Chris, we've had a I can't actually believe it's been an hour and a half, to be honest. Um, that just goes to show, you know, if you love what you're talking about, you love what you do, you can speak for hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, but um, obviously, I've never ever done a podcast before, Chris. So thank you again for inviting me on. Um, so I'm not sure how it gets edited or what, you know, what people are listening. But if there's anybody that wants any advice, follow Woman's Removals, get in touch with me. I'm always there. You know, I like. I like helping out anybody in the industry. It doesn't even matter if they live next door to me, I'll help them out. So,
2: yeah,
1: reach out if you need to. I wouldn't consider myself a veteran of the removal world, but I do consider myself quite experienced now.
0: Good, so, yeah. well, th- thanks very much for coming on. It's been a really, really great chat from somebody who is trying to do some good things in the industry, and industry, uh,
1: as we've discussed, we Yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Chris. It's been great. Yeah. Uh... Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the Get Thinking podcast,
2: and I will be back very soon.